Alright, go ahead and take your Bibles and go to the book of Luke this morning. Luke chapter 17. I want to preach a message to you today that I hope will be a help to you in your day-to-day life. We live in a uh, society that it's easily offended, isn't it? How, how many has heard about all these groups, mostly college-age groups, that are going around like they're protesting free speech? I mean, they, they literally are against free speech. And the reason people don't like free speech today is because they're, you know, it's like they think we, nobody should ever get offended by anything. You know, somebody says something that makes somebody mad, that offends somebody, and, you know, and everybody throws a big fit. You know, the news media is all over. Half of what's on the news today is who got offended. You know, what did Donald Trump say this week? You know, who, what group did he offend this week? You know, and you hear that all the time. He offends a lot of people all the time. And, you know, and it's constantly, it's all we hear about. And it's like we've been trained, we've been conditioned to have this chip on our shoulder. And everybody's always ready to get it knocked off. And you know what? This even happens in churches too. I've been in churches before where it's like you got, it's like you feel like you got to walk around, like you're walking on eggshells. I mean, you've got to tread carefully. You've got to speak carefully. I know people too. I'm careful when I text because I've known people that they take everything wrong. I mean, you send them a text message and they'll end up getting mad at you and you, you meant nothing by it, but it turns out they read it a different way. And, you're, and then you realize, and it's like, oh, I guess I can see that, but... It wasn't what you meant. It wasn't what you were thinking. And that's why people always put their smiley faces and things. I guess you have to show emotion on there, you know, so you don't offend people. And it's hard not to with some people. And when it comes to offenses, we see here in Luke chapter 17, let's look at these two verses here. Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast it into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. We see here that God does not think highly of somebody who is offensive, especially one who offends a little child, for example. I mean, that person's better to put a millstone around their neck and be cast in the sea. What does that mean? Well, if you can't put a millstone around your neck and you jump in the sea, I promise you're not going to survive. You're going, you're going to drown. You're going to be dead. Those are strong terms. God does not like those who are offensive. You know, an offense is something that, uh, one of the, you know, there's many definitions, but it can mean a stumbling block, something that causes people to be tripped up. There might be somebody who comes into this church who's lost, and if we're not careful, maybe we offend that person and we cause them to not ever want to come back to church again because we offended them. And we're going to see, you know, there's a verse that talks about, you know, a brother offended. It's harder to be won. Or, uh, well, Proverbs 18 19 says, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. We want to be careful. We don't try to offend people here at church. I mean, I, you know, we preach hard, we preach the truth, and sometimes it's offensive, but that is never the goal to be offensive because we want to bring people to Christ, and if we offend them, it's hard to win them over again. It's hard to do that. They are harder to be won than a strong city. Romans 14.10, it says, But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. I'm going to give an account for me, 
Not for you, for myself. We're all going to give an account of ourselves. So look at this, verse 13. Let us therefore, or not therefore, judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. If you want to judge something, judge yourself and ask yourself, am I being offensive to people? Am I causing others to stumble and to fall? You do not want to be the person that does that. We're going to see a little more about that at the end of this message. You do not want to be the offender. You do not want to offend people. We do need to be very careful in that area. But then, but we see here in Luke chapter 17, Jesus said, it is impossible, but that offenses will come. In other words, they're going to come. There's nothing you we can do. I wish there was a way I could tell you, hey, here's you know, here's a way that no one will ever do anything to offend you. Okay, because here's the thing: there is, a, you know, an offense can be in a stumbling block, something that causes you to, to trip you up. Another definition too, it's like an annoyance. Okay, for example, you know, when I listen to certain politicians speak, I don't want to get political today, but I get rather annoyed. Okay, and we we I could call it, you could call that. Being offended. You're bothered by that. Don't raise your hand, but I guarantee you if you've been coming to church here long enough, there's probably been things that I've said before that were just kind of annoying. Like, that you, you could call an offense maybe. That it upset you. It got you in a bad spirit. It put you in a bad frame of mind. Don't raise your hand, but maybe you got done. Uh, you know, we got done with the service and you know, you had Rose Preacher. For lunch, all right, you know, because you know, I, I can't believe he preached it. I can't believe he preached it that way. I think that was wrong how he did that. And you know what? My goal is never to offend anybody, but I'm pretty sure I've probably done it before. I'm, you know, probably everybody in here before. It's probably happened. So it's never the goal. But Jesus said offenses are going to come. And many times, we, you know, we'll look at these verses in the Bible that talk about how bad the person is that's being offensive, how wrong it is. And then what we will do, we will you know, be all down on that person that offended us. But there's another verse in the Bible, Psalms 119, verse 165, that says, "...great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them." And you say, okay, well, how can nothing offend us? How can, you know, because there, there are some things that should annoy us. There are some things that should bother us. But how can we keep ourselves from being offended in a way that would cause us to stumble, a way that would cause us to sin, a way that would cause us, you know, to fail God's will in our life? What can we do to help ourselves? What I want to talk about today is overcoming offenses. I'm not going to preach to those who are offensive today. Okay? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to preach I'm not going to preach at you today if you are an offensive person. I'm going to preach to those who maybe get offended. Because Jesus told us offenses are going to come. He said, is it impossible? But they're going to come our way. So how can we get over them? Okay, It's like in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there was a curse on those who would lay a stumbling block before the blind. There was a curse on those who would curse the deaf, for example. you know That, that would just be rotten. You know a person's deaf and just to go saying ignorant things to them. I mean, that's terrible. The Bible put a curse on people that would do that. 
You know, that would be terrible to know, to take advantage of someone's handicap or disability. A person's blind and you're like, hey, watch, this is going to be funny. I'm going to put this big thing right in front of them. They're not going to know what's there because they're blind. That's, that's not even funny. That's, that's sick. That's cruel. We shouldn't do that kind of thing. But let me tell you something. There's a lot of sick, cruel people out there in the world today. There are a lot of people that want to be offensive. And there's a lot of good, well-meaning people that sometimes are accidentally going to be offensive. It wasn't their goal. It wasn't what they meant to do. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be offended. I don't want to trip. I don't want to fall. I don't want to fail. And since I know I can't stop everyone in the world from being offensive... I've got to find a way to get over those offenses. Jesus said, they are going to come. Alright, we don't have to like it. We don't have to like death. But you know what? If the Lord tarries His coming, we're all going to die eventually. So, truth is, offenses are going to come. What can we do to protect yourself? And the first thing is just simply this. Realize that they are going to come. Realize that offenses are going to come. I promise, you will get offended in the future by something that I say when I'm preaching. I'm not always filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, behind the pulpit. Sometimes you get in the flesh. Sometimes, you know, I've went back and listened to some of my messages, my messages before, and I've said things. I'm like, why did I say that? You know, that wasn't even biblical. <laughs> and you know, and, I, and I'll, I'll kind of get down to myself, and that's why I don't like to listen to myself very much. It's discouraging. But you know, I, and I, but it's, it's going to happen. Not a hundred percent of what comes out of my mouth. You know, I, I am not Jesus Christ. And I'm not trying to make excuses for myself. But I'm just going to tell you it's going to happen. I will I will, you know, you will do something that will be offensive to me if y'all keep coming around here. It doesn't take much. We're all people, we mess up, we sin. And so if we realize, okay, these things are going to happen. Hey, Pastor Tommy's going to preach something that I don't like. You know, somebody in the church, they're going to say something that I don't want to hear. They're going to say something that makes me mad, that rubs me the wrong way, that annoys me. If we realize this, we can prepare ourselves. And one thing that we have to do is we have to train ourselves not to react to things. Look at James chapter 1 and verse 19. James 1, it says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Do you know why we get ourselves in trouble all the time? Most of the time when we get in trouble, it's when we do or say things that we have not thought through. We act immediately. You know, before the message, we were talking about that football coach that got in all kinds of trouble because the guy was running the ball down the sideline in the other team and he just stuck his foot out and tripped him. And I mean, that guy, I mean, he's the worst guy in the world for doing that. But he didn't think about that. It was a split-second decision. And I guarantee you, as soon as he did it, he regretted it. He wished he hadn't done it. If, I mean, if he'd have thought about it, he'd have never done it in a thousand years. But you know what? He was just quick to react. And we do that sometimes. Somebody insults us. You know, I got one for you. You know, I know you are, but what am I? Or, you know, whatever. I don't think they do that one anymore. But, you know, there's all, you know we always got these insults all ready to go. You know, we're, re- we're ready to pounce. If anyone says anything to me, I- I've got an argument all ready to go. We've got to train ourselves not to react. We've got to be slow to speak. Slow to rap. Many times we react or we do things while we're angry. 
Never do things while you're angry. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'll repeat myself. But if you ever really, if, if somebody really needs to get punched in the nose, okay, if, if somebody's bugging you at work or whatever and they need to be punched in the nose, they deserve it. They have asked for it. They are worthy of a broken nose. If they are today, they'll still be worthy of it tomorrow. Wait until tomorrow. Just, just plan on it. It's like, alright, you know what? I'm going to let this go right now. I'll deal with it tomorrow. And then tomorrow, if you still feel like it, after you've prayed about it, after you've thought it through, then go ahead and punch them in the nose. Okay? First of all, they'll be a lot more surprising. You've got a better chance of getting a good shot in. But you know, the truth is, you know you're probably not going to do it then. We don't do those things a day later. We do them instantly. Okay? Now, I'm not trying to get, stand here and get, be in support of many of the gun laws that they have, but you know they have that one law, that three-day waiting period if you want to buy a handgun. Why do they do that? Many people, you know, they, something happens, a bad situation, or they're angry, and they want to go buy a gun so they can go kill somebody or maybe kill themselves. And they're like, if we make them wait three days, it gives them three days to cool off. And, you know, that's probably, I, I hate to admit this, you know, because, you know, but that's probably saved some lives before. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, so I'm, not, I'm not for gun control, but I, I kind of get that one. I see what their thinking is. Whether I agree with it or not, I get where they're coming from. Because we do, sometimes we need some time to cool off. The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. When you are angry, your thinking is not like God's thinking. It never is. And so we've got to understand that. And when, we're, when we get offended, when somebody does something that offends us or annoys us, what we instinctively want to do is not what God would want us to do. It is not, it is not going to be right. We will be sinning. And so we've got to train ourselves not to react. Another thing we have to do is we've got to keep our own heart clean. Look at Proverbs chapter 17, verse 20. I'm going to reveal, if you're one of those that gets offended all the time, I'm going to reveal something about yourself that you might not like very much, but this is just true. And I think everyone knows this, but it's something we don't always apply to ourselves. We apply it to everyone else. But Proverbs 17, verse 20 says, He that hath a froward heart findeth no good. And he that hath a perverse tongue falleth into mischief. Okay? A froward heart. Froward. Something that's just, uh, it's distorted. It's perverse. Okay? If your heart is distorted, you're not going to find good in anything. I talked about those who take text messages wrong all the time. Who always take them in an offensive way. Do you know why they do that? It's because that's how they think. They think in a negative way. They think in maybe a harsh and critical way. And so if you, I mean, you, there's some people you can go to them, you can give them a compliment and they'll take it the wrong way. Why do they take it that way? Because that's how they think in their heart. I mean, they'll literally be sitting there in church and the thing, you know, everybody in this church is criticizing me. Everybody in this church is looking down on me. You know why you think that? You think that because that's how you feel about everybody else. Most people assume other people think the way they do. And a person who has a forward heart, they do. They think everybody thinks like they do. And the, the truth is, they're thinking, they're not, it's nowhere near their mind. You know, they, they think I'm ugly. They think my outfit's ugly. No, they haven't even thought about it. But if you were them and you were looking at you, that's how you would think. And you just assume everybody, and you are literally, 
getting angry at people and putting them down for your own sins. For how you think it is not them one bit. Look at uh, Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9. I'll go there real quick. It says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Your heart will trick you. Your heart will tell you things that are a lie. Why? Because your heart is wicked. And when you have a wicked heart, you're going to get deceived. You're going to get tricked. You're going to get tripped up. You're going to be, you're going to get, you know, you're going to take everything the wrong way. You will be easily offended. I mean, let's, you know, for example, in politics, alright? Because for the next several months, the news media is constantly going to be bringing up things that Trump or Hillary said, you know, that should offend certain groups. Okay, and now whatever you think about both of them, they're trying to get votes. They are trying to get elected president. Do you really think they're trying to offend people? No, they don't want to offend people. They're trying to get votes. They're trying to win the hearts of American people, but yet they say offensive things all the time. Why is that? You know why? Because they say one thing a little wrong, and the news media runs around. And you can always find somebody who's going to be offended. I mean, no matter what they say, you know, the one that Hillary got nailed for this week, I guess, is they were asking her about a meaningful conversation, the most meaningful conversation she's ever had with an African American woman or something. Well, you know, who's ready for that? You know, and she, you know, stuttered and stammered around and it just did a terrible job answering, you know, and, you know, oh, let's go to the African American woman. What did you think about that? Oh, I'm, I can't believe that, you know. I mean, it's, it's no, she, I, I hate to stand here and defend her for anything, all right? But listen, they're not trying to be offensive. They want to get votes, but the news media, they are masters at getting people offended and taking things and running with them, just assuming they thought things. You know, Donald Trump, he put out that one tweet that had a picture that uh, I forgot what he even said, but it had a star on it that. I guess was uh, you know they were saying it was a star of David. Well, he didn't think of it as a star of David. He thought it was like the sheriff star or whatever. And you know, and they went around telling all the Jews, "You should all be offended." Look at how he used you know your symbol in this tweet. He wasn't trying to offend the Jews. Okay, he was trying to you know get you know, get at Hillary. That's what they do. And people are just so stupid and so ridiculous. They will they'll get offended, and they've always got these people interview them. They all got their serious, angered looks on their face. And just, you know, I can't believe that was said. You know, they shouldn't do this type of thing. And then you got all these young people out there protesting on college campuses. You know, we've got to ban free speech. We can't allow things to be said that are offensive. You know, we can't allow groups out there, you know, like the, you know, the Nazis to have their marches and the KKK. Listen, if people are racist, if people are idiots, you can make all the laws you want. They're still going to be racist and they're still going to be idiots. People, you know, people can think whatever they want, and we can make a law saying you're not allowed to think that way. You know what? They're still going to think it. And so, unless you want massive government control where they're killing everybody, doesn't think the way they want people to think. I say, you know, we just live in a free society. Let people have free speech, and everybody has the right to say what they have to say. But you know what? They don't have the right to make people hear them. And I don't, I don't have to listen to them. There's other religions out there that I don't like that teach things that are lies. You know, I don't have to listen to them. I don't have to go sit in their services. I don't have to read their material. 
You know, there's people that will get aggravated sometimes. You know, we'll leave some of our literature on their doors or something, and they don't like that. Okay, throw in the garbage. Don't read it. We'll leave you alone. Yeah, hey, we want to come give you the gospel. You don't want to hear it? Tell us to leave. We'll go on our way. But it's like they want to stop it. You know, how dare they, you know, try to bring people into their religion? What if people are atheists? You know, we're supposed to convert them. We've got to try. If they tell us no, if they tell us to leave, we shake the dust of our feet and move on. Go somewhere else. You know, that's, that's life. And yeah, okay, somebody got offended by that. Just, you know, get over it. Get over it. And we, but people today, they are, they, they assume that everybody thinks the way they do, that their heart's like theirs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, look at Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 6. It says, Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainty meats. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And that's, once again, the reason so many people take everything the wrong way, they're so negative, is that's how they are in their hearts. That's how they think in their heart. And that's how they are, and they go and they assume everybody else is like that, and that is just not the case. Not everybody's is as critical as you. Not everybody's is as judgmental as you are. Not everyone is as sensitive as you are. I mean, it's you know, not everyone's like you. We are all different, and you can't just always get offended, get angry, and then expect the whole world to fall in line and to do what you think everyone should do. I've got my ideas of what I think everybody ought to do. But you know what? The world's not going to do it. So I'm not going to sit around getting offended and getting angry. I've got to move on. I've got to overcome those things. And you just got to decide that when you are offended, that it's your problem. Okay. Now, you might not like that, but look at Proverbs 16, verse 32. It says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth is spirit than he that taketh the city. Alright, y'all see that? If you can, you know, if you're slow to anger, you have more strength than a mighty person. If you can rule over your own spirit, you are king of your spirit. You decide how you're going to feel today. You decide whether or not you're going to be in a good mood or not. It, it's my decision. How I am going to feel. If you do that, you're stronger than one that can take a city. But most people, they are at the mercy of everyone else. You're going to let someone else's words decide your attitude. You will allow yourself to be a prisoner of another person's opinions. Okay, somebody's, you know, they think I'm terrible. Okay, they think you're terrible. You know, what can you do? You can't change their mind. And you being in a good mood or bad mood, it's not going to change what they think. And you're going to let what somebody else thinks dictate your mood. That's a lot of power to give somebody. I'm a, I'm just a rebel by nature. I'm, a, I'm an independent person. You know, I like to think of myself as kind of a renegade. You know what? Nobody else is going to tell me what kind of attitude to have. I'm not going to let other people decide what my mood's going to be. I'm not going to let the news media decide when, what should offend me and what shouldn't offend me. I see things all the time that politicians are saying that are supposed to offend all the Christians. And I, I see through most of those things. You know, I understand most of these people are just, you know, 
saying whatever they feel like is the best thing to say at that moment that will get them the most votes, that we're not usually hearing what they really think, that most of them are just lying and are cowards. And I get it. And so you know what? I, it means nothing. It really means nothing to me. I really don't care what they have to say. And I'm definitely not going to let it affect my mood. I'm not going to let them decide how I feel. I'm not going to allow myself to be ruled over or to be ruled by the thoughts that I think other people are thinking. You know how many people do that? Well, I'm not going to go to church. Why? You know what all those people in the church think about me? No? Did you read their mind? Oh, I can tell by looking at them. Oh, okay, so you're not going to obey God because you think that they think this about you. You have allowed the thoughts that you think someone is thinking to stop you from doing what you say you want to do? Hmm. That's quite a bit of power. You know, sometimes it's like, you know, it would be nice to be king. It would be nice to just have control to be able to get people to do whatever I wanted. You know, it'd be kind of nice if I could just think something and make people do it. But, you know, I can't do that. I don't, I don't have that power. You know, I can't just think and all of a sudden people start acting. But you know what? There are some people out there that are so weak that they will literally, not, not even the thoughts of that person, just the thoughts that they think that person has will control what they do. I say that's ridiculous. I say get over it. Overcome it. Maybe they do think that. You know, you got you got to keep on going. You got to keep on doing what you're supposed to do. Who cares what everyone else thinks? You know, and then then uh, Proverbs chapter 13 verse 10. Uh, want to turn over there Proverbs chapter 13 verse 10. We need to allow people to think differently than we do. Okay? Now this this goes against my nature. Okay? I'm an independent fundamental Baptist, okay? We got all the answers. We know it all. We're right. Everyone else is wrong. All right. You know, I'm slightly exaggerating. Barely, barely. All right. But you know what? You got to allow people to think differently than you sometimes. Proverbs 13, verse 10 says, Only by pride cometh contention. But with the well advised wisdom, only by pride cometh contention. Well, I think this. Oh, yeah, well, I think that. Well, and then uh, it's on. I mean, there are some people, if you don't agree with them 100% on everything, they will not be your friend. And you know what? The Bible says, only by pride cometh contention. It's not pride. It's I'm standing by the stuff. I'm sticking to the Word of God. You know, I'm standing for truth. Well, listen, somebody else is capable of being wrong. I hate to sound like... I hope I'm not sounding liberal right now, okay? Right, but some people are capable of being wrong, but in their heart, I mean, they are following what they believe is the truth. Has anybody in here, has there ever been a time in your past where you were wrong on an area? Okay, if there was a time in the past when you were wrong, is it possible that in the present you could be wrong in an area? I know it's possible in the past, right? But not in the present, right? No, hey, if it was possible in the past, it's possible in the present too. So if somebody thinks a little differently than we do, maybe we should be humble and say, you know what? 
I could be wrong. I'm not going to fight with this person. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get offended. But, you know, I will let them think different than me for now. What I tell myself, I, I, maybe I shouldn't tell you all this, but you know, this, this, is, this is the way I help myself through these things. Because like I said, this doesn't come natural to me. My attitude is, you know what, if you, if you ever disagree with me on anything, my attitude is, you know what, other people are allowed to be wrong. And that's, that's my attitude. They can be wrong. And, you know, uh, and I hope you don't think bad of me for that. But, you know, people sometimes, they just don't see things the way you do. It, you know, when it comes to, you know, so we're in the political season. Everybody's fighting back and forth on things. There, you know, there, are, there are different mindsets out there of how a government should be run. People do see things different than other people. Said, and we could talk about right and wrong, but at the same time, you know, right and wrong is determined by the Word of God. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but you know, I'm not hearing the Word of God being talked about at all in the news media and in politics on either side. So, you know, the truth is, you know, that's a blind leading the blind out there. And you know what? You know, Republicans see things different than Democrats, and so on. And it's, and we've got to understand, people see things different sometimes. Not everybody has all of your knowledge. And your experience. You know, a lot of what you think about is, or how you think, it's been based on how you've been educated. It's been based on your life experiences. And is anybody in here's life experiences exactly the same? No. So, why would we expect everyone to think exactly the way we do when we all come? from different backgrounds. We've all faced different things. We've overcome different challenges. We've been educated in different ways. Sometimes other people are just going to disagree. Sometimes you can you know, weigh the evidence. You can have the discussion. But when it comes down to it, we've got two different people with two different brains, with two different experiences in life, and they are just going to think different. And you can't be offended because somebody thinks different than you do. But we're told all the time, you know, we're supposed to be offended by these things. I mean, and there are, it's like these people, they're like professionally offended. You know, they're on the news all the time because they got offended. You know, Al Sharpton, every time you see him on the news, it's because he's offended by something. You know, it's like, is, is that what you do for a living, get offended? And it is. I mean, and there, you know, and there's a lot of people like that. And there are people too that are out there that it's like they're always the professionally offended for the Christians. If something is done that's negative towards Christianity, they come on there and you know, I believe I speak for all Christians when I say this is terribly offensive and I just can't believe this is going on. And we've just, you know, you know what? What do you expect from these people that are running our country right now? You know, stop being the professionally offended. And just, you know what? Let's do what God has called us to do and spread the gospel of the world. That's what will affect voting. That's what will affect Washington. We got a lot of these preachers that are getting out of their churches trying to affect things in Washington. It doesn't start there, it ends there. It all starts here. And it's just, and these people, these professionally offended, uh, they they aggravate me big time. Even uh, those who are offended for the Christians, they just irritate the snot out of me. And I wish they would just give up, <laughs> just say you know, and go do something else. The news media, these people, they're a bunch of crazy wacko liberals. They're not going to agree with us. They're not going to say what we want them to say. 
They're not going to be honest. They're not going to be accurate. There is an agenda. What, what do we expect from them? They're lost. They're on their way to hell. What more can you expect from lost people? You know, but we've got to understand that it's not our job to straighten everyone out. See, that's, uh, I, I can't allow people in the church to think this way. I, I can't allow my neighbors to think this way. I, you know, I, I've got to straighten them out. I've got to set them straight on this. But you know, you've got to know. You've got to have the wisdom to know when to speak and to know when to be silent. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 26. I, I probably shouldn't go here. I don't claim to have to completely understand these next two verses I'm going to read to you. But I've got an idea. I've got a theory on what it could mean. But this is this is a troubling passage of scripture that is tough to interpret. But uh, 20, uh, Proverbs 26 verse four says, "Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him." And then in verse five, it says, "Answer a fool." According to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. So what do I do? Do I answer them? Do I not answer them? It says both. It says, and what I believe we're supposed to get from this is basically you're going to have to have some wisdom on when to answer these people. Because here's the thing: there are just some foolish people, okay, that ask stupid questions. You know, they say there's no such thing as a stupid question. Well, you know what? That's a stupid theory. Okay, there's there are stupid questions that are out there, and the truth is, you know, if some questions, you know, yeah, I'm not even going to answer that. I'm not even going to dignify that remark. Sometimes you have to say, you know what? On your way. You know, I wish these politicians would do that. I say I'm going to campaign for the first politician that during a debate or something when they say, what do you think the government ought to do about this or that? When, the, when I hear one say, nothing, not our place, I'm voting for that person. All right? I've never heard one say that. They always want to get involved in everything and it just drives me nuts. But you know what? Sometimes we, do, we just need to know when to not say anything that's a foolish question. But at the same time, if we don't answer their question, wow, I got him. They're going to be wise in their own conceit. Wow, I really stumped that guy. And so, it says both. And I think maybe there's some judgment that you have to use when answering questions. And, you know, we've got to know when to speak and we've got to know when to be silent. And Proverbs chapter 17, verse 27 says, He that hath knowledge spareth his words. And a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. You know what? I've gotten in a, I've gotten in trouble in my life way more for opening my mouth than closing my mouth. And the Bible says even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. Sometimes we just need to know when to shut up. We need to know when to keep our mouth shut and just say, okay, we hear somebody saying something that's wrong. You know, I've been there before. You know, I'll be at a restaurant or something and I'll hear the people speaking, talking politics and I'll just hear them saying foolishness. And I, and I do. I just want to... Hey, I know this is what you all think. Do you all know you're idiots? This is how it really is. Now, what do you think would happen if I did that? Well, pride's going to set in. Now we've got contention. I'm not going to accomplish anything. 
And you know what? People are allowed to have conversations. If they come say it to me, I can you know, let them know we're there long. But you know, it's not my job to straighten everybody out. You know, I don't encourage you if you see a bunch of protesters out there. You know, you see a, if you see a bunch of college people out protesting free speech, okay, I, I don't recommend you go talk to that group and try to straighten them out on the Constitution and free speech things like that. Okay, you're going to be casting your pearls before swine at that point. And once again, they're only for free speech on their end. They're not going to want. They're not going to want you to say anything. It's just going to yell. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be. There's going to be pride. And sometimes these guys say, "You know what? They're just young. They're stupid. They'll learn. They'll figure it out. Give it some time." But you know, there's a question that comes though, and I shouldn't have to answer this next question. But the question may still be in your mind after this message: What about the person who offended me? And the truth is, God will. Deal with them. But you know what? He doesn't have to let you know that He did. Look at Matthew chapter 18 real quick and then we'll close with this. Matthew chapter 18, verse 6. This is the same story here, but we get a little more detail in it. It says, But whosoever shall offend one of these little ones which believe in Me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto this world because of offenses! For it must needs be that offenses come but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee, for it is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. You all see that? When you offend a child that believes on Christ, the Bible says their angels behold the face of my Father. They're looking at, they see, I've used this illustration, just like when a kid does something really bad at home, they know against the rules and they know mom and dad are watching. What do they do? They all look at mom and dad. And then they look and they'll see that wrath in the face and like, oh boy. This is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. And then the angels, they do a lot of God's dirty work, don't they? We see that in the Bible. And when you offend somebody, let me tell you something. There's angels. There are angels. Of those you offended, they're watching the face of the Father. And all He's got to do is just give them the littlest nod and they're coming for you. And if you are offensive, if you offend somebody, God's going to deal with you. But I don't believe that we will always know when God dealt with those who offended us and how He dealt with them. But the truth is, He will, and God doesn't have to let you know how He did it. You know what you need to do? You just need to overcome it. Okay, there's an offense. Somebody laid something out in front of you that was an offense to you. You know what? Jump over it. Go around it. Get over it. Overcome the offenses. Okay, Pastor Tommy, you know, I said something that offended you in a message. Alright, you don't have to straighten me out. You don't have to punish me. You don't have to go slash my tires. You know what? Just get over it. Let God deal with me. If I really deserve something bad to happen, God has some angels that are just ready to pounce. At any moment, they'll do it in a heartbeat. And so just say, you know what? I, I refuse to be offended. I'm going to love the law of God. I'm going to do what He says to do. I'm not going to let things offend me. When offenses come my way, I'm getting over them. 
I'm getting past them, and I can promise you they will come. It's impossible, but that offenses shall come, and I hope you'll be ready for them. So with that, let's all stand together.